This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. There has been no decision to change the deadline. And we are focused on doing everything we can inside that deadline to move as many people out as possible. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Ah, God. I hate everything. News Talk 550 KTSA. Well, it's Friday. I don't hate Fridays. Is everybody having a good time? We're going to have some fun today. I, I promise we'll have some fun today. We have to deal with the depressing news of the day, of course. It was John Kirby, press secretary for the Department of Defense. And uh, that's one of the things we're hearing, right? That, uh, well, you know, we still got this deadline coming up. We're going to do our best. You know, they're they going to strand, in my opinion, thousands of Americans and our Afghani uh, uh, allies and, and colleagues in that country. And they're all going to get slaughtered because that, that's what the Taliban are doing right now. We have increasingly more disturbing reports, right, of, uh, of Taliban going house to house. If they discover uh, that you worked with uh, the Americans or any of the allies, uh, they're, they're, they're going to hang you. But first they're going to cut your arms off. First they cut your arms off, and then they hang you. Uh, this is usually after they tar and feather you and march you through the streets with nooses around your neck. Um, we, we also heard this and we were talking about this, talking about this on where in Rima that, you know, if you have a, uh, a girl in the household who is, I believe 12 or 15 years of age or older, you have to put an X on your door so they can come and get her. And if you try to hide them, uh, well then they kill the whole family and take the girl anyway. Um, disturbing stuff, man. And, uh, I guess, uh, that feeble old fart, that gibbering idiot of a president is going to be speaking at noon. What's that hour time, Chris? At 11? He's going to be talking at noon, uh, about a very brief statement, apparently, concerning Afghanistan. And then he's going back to Wilmington. And Fox News, at least, is reporting, uh, they're calling an indefinite lid, which is kind of a new. We've gotten used to hearing this lid thing, right, where he's just not talking to anybody, president of the United States of America. Uh, today, Fox News is reporting the, the lid is going to be indefinite, so we don't know when we'll see him again. Kamala Harris is supposed to take off for Singapore and Vietnam this weekend, uh, and as we were saying earlier, it'll be interesting to see if she actually goes, because I, I don't know, maybe it's done. maybe Biden's done, I, I don't know. I have no clue, but we we now also know that, yeah, he wasn't talking to any world leaders at the beginning of the week, and apparently Boris Johnson put in multiple calls to the President of the United States of America, uh, arguably, you know, our closest ally, Boris Johnson, you know, and, and Biden didn't take his call for like 36 freaking hours. So I don't know, man. I, it seems to me like he's on the way out. I, I could, I have no idea. Uh, Democrats are famous for circling the wagons, you know, uh, around uh, somebody who is uh, who is at the heart of a controversy. And this is way bigger than just a mere controversy. We we le- we left people behind who are being slaughtered. You know, and, and uh, so I. I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how the day plays out, man. But that's kind of where we are on Afghanistan. Uh, well, we, uh, a couple of other developments. We're, we we are also learning about an internal memo inside the Department of Defense, and the actually the State Department, uh, that uh, I believe made its way to the current Secretary of State and I believe the President that had about uh, over a couple of a couple of dozen. Uh, folks from within the State Department who were on the ground in Afghanistan saying, and military folks, intelligence folks saying, you, you, you know, this this 
if we just pull up stakes, this country is going to be swamped. And people are going to die. Large amounts of people are going to die, and the Taliban's going to, just going to retake the whole country. So every time, and we heard this from the Pentagon earlier this week, every time you hear, whether it's the, direct, the deputy director of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, uh, whether it's the Pentagon, whether it's the Department of Defense, State Department, pres- President of the United States, every time you hear that they didn't know they are lying there, there, is no, there is nothing else to say about it. Every single time any of them says they didn't know it was going to be this bad, they are lying. It's not a secret. Yep, not anymore. They are pieces of crap, every single one of them. And, uh, you know, so uh, they, this is their situation. They own it. Uh, I think it's it's very very odd, and certainly there's no historical precedent for uh, the non-involvement of the president of the United States in an international crisis of this of this scope, like like what we're seeing right now. He he didn't talk to any world leaders through the weekend and into the beginning of the week. Again, our closest ally, the UK. Prime Minister is calling him on the phone repeatedly for 36 hours, could not get through to the president. So what what do you think is going on? I mean, is he, is he not well physically? I mean, is there something going on uh, physically with the man? Uh, is, is, has his decline increased? Is he merely just on the way out and, you know, they're prepping Harris to be your, your next president? Yeah, I know. That's a horrible idea, right? But, you know, I don't know. But uh, certainly, uh, the more we learn about this situation, the, the worse it gets. Whether you're talking about the violence, you know, I, the word that I, that I heard a few days ago from uh, a tweet from a guy who's a, a big business guy and a contractor and did some work in Afghanistan is stateside now, but he, he had a, uh, a guy he worked with as an interpreter in Afghanistan describe the Taliban as, quote, feral. The violence is so random and extreme. Feral. Like they're like animals. Just animals feeding on other people. Uh, we are hearing, uh, apart from, you know, how women are being brutalized and, you know, sold basically in the trafficking and in the marriages with these guys, we're, we're hearing about how they're being, women are being fed to dogs. I mean, these people never made it out of the Middle Ages, even before the, actually way before the Middle Ages. So why we are responding or not responding the way we are, why this was allowed to happen is mind-boggling. I don't know. <laughs> I really seriously don't freaking know. But, you know, every single day you, you, you learn more. We learn, you and I, all of us are learning more. Whether you're on the radio like me or not, you know, we're all learning a lot of this stuff at the same time as, uh, as uh, things are revealed. And uh, uh, certainly this is a bad time for America, man. Happy Friday, 210-599-5555. We'll lighten it up a bit. I'm going to come back and make fun of Kiss a little bit more. I was talking, there's this story about Kiss. Don Morgan's going to go see Kiss. And I, I feel bad, dude, because I was, I was ragging on Kiss a little while ago. But, they, you know, I think it's cool because your son's going to go see him tomorrow, right? He went to see them last night. Last night. Right. You're going to go see him, and where are they playing? In Austin. In Austin. September 29th. And they, look, before I, we'll take a break, and then I'll come back and, and talk about the David Lee Roth story, because it's just too precious, man. It's kind of funny. David, bless your heart. Um, <laughs> look, I, I'm not into them anymore, but they do a hell of a show. Right. You've seen them before, right? Not with all, the, not with the makeup. I, I saw them in 88? Was that the Lick It Up tour? No, it was. I think it was the Crazy Nights album. That just Crazy Nights. So. Well, I saw them in the mid-90s when they put the makeup back on, and they right. do a hell of a show. I mean, yeah. bar none, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. And I'm sure your son said the same thing, that oh, yeah. uh, it's a great show. 
was raving about it afterwards. You know, I, I actually want to get Paul Stanley's new record because he did a record of blues. Was it soul covers? Even a, a few original soul songs, songs that he covered. He, you know, he covered a lot of some Motown stuff. Oh wow! Um, that five stair steps song, Ooh Child. He did a cover wow. of that and some other. Some songs by the Spinners, you know, and, well, then, and then there were a few originals on there oh, that wow. he wrote in that same vein. Well, and bar none, one of the greatest rock and roll voice singing voices, yeah. Paul Stanley. He, he is really underrated as far as his singing, and uh, that's one thing I always appreciated about their music. He's a great front man. He's a great front, front man, had a hell of a voice, still does apparently. So, you know, predicate talking about the David Lee Roth story with, okay. you will have a great time, oh, especially if you've never seen with all the makeup on. Looking forward to it. Gene's going to spit some blood and awesome. do some fire breathing. Blow stuff, stuff up. <laughs> Blow crap Bunch up. Bunch of 70-year-old men blowing stuff up. How could it Come not, on. Yeah, right How could there. it not be fun, you know? It's going to be stupid he's fun. Got, he's got to be careful with the tongue thing, though, because we don't want his dentures to fall out on the stage. <laughs> Make sure you got that polyden going there, Gene. All right. We'll take a little break. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yeah, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. I see you, and I see you. I see Chris, and I see Don. I see Claire on line one. Claire, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. You want to talk about Biden? Yes, sir, I do. I just want to remind anybody out there who's listening who actually voted for this criminal, hurdy-gurdy monkey (laughs) to be president, I want to remind them that they will never, ever wash the blood off their hands for voting for this idiot. Uh, And all in the pretense of their hatred of Trump. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I look, and I... They share, they share the responsibility for all of this massacre <clears throat> out there. Well, not, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, I wouldn't go that I far, and I'll tell you why. Because I, I've had you. I've had Democrats call me already and say, I regret voting for him horribly. I mean, yeah. I, you know. Yeah, I bet. They, they, they had no foresight. They had no insight or foresight on what could happen with this dumpster fire of an administration that would go in. Well, yeah, you're right. He's got a he's got a multi-decade record of doing, you know, of, of screwing it up. <laughs> and Basically. everyone associated with him, everyone associated well, with him, I, they, I blame them. I blame oh, yeah. them. Although, you know what, Sean, there aren't that many of them because this was a fraudulent election anyway. I agree. So maybe there aren't that many of them. Well, there certainly weren't as many people who actually voted for him as they claim. No way. I appreciate the call, Claire. No, because my belief is they cheated that election with the COVID. That's absolutely what they did. And the fact that people continue to support him, though, after knowing the weird crap with Hunter Biden and the Ukrainians and and all that business and, and, and China and and the backdoor dealing and, and uh, the fact that they still went ahead with that vote, however many people actually did freaking vote for the guy. The hurdy-gurdy monkey? The hurdy-gurdy monkey. <laughs> Claire, you rock. That's what he is. He's just a dancing monkey, and he can't dance. <laughs> the lid they talk about is the lid on his hyperbolic chamber that they <laughs> shove his ass into. <laughs> they want him out of sight. Put him in an isolation tank. Let him float. That's what they mean by lid. Okay, Joe, we'll be back in three days, okay? The feeding tube okay? All right. You just float now. Maybe they just put him in a room with... You can watch endless reruns of Matlock. (laughs) Matlock would be be a little too intellectual for him, I think. Matlock and pudding. (laughs) Matlock and pudding, man. A hurdy-gurdy monkey. (laughs) Well, he's such a... I'm going to call Ugh. everybody that. Next time somebody makes me mad, cut me off in traffic, I'm going to roll down my window and say, well, you're a hurdy-gurdy monkey, aren't hey, you? Hey, hey, you're just a hurdy-gurdy monkey, man. Great. And a racist, too. <laughs> I love anyway, it. Anyway, we'll talk about Clayton Perry in a little bit. 210-599-5555. Esteban, how you doing? All right, man. Well, first of all, the weekend George H.W. Bush died. I was at a retreat when we had a news producer. And the reason why the news producer was anonymous was they were came out as a Christian, which was kind of shocking. Mm. 
But this person didn't know basic European history. And I was shocked because the whole there had been a controversy involving European history and this person didn't was clueless. So that's the kind of media that was covering Biden during the election. Right, right. Well, that's true. And and, and the whole thing about it is do not tell me you are shocked at his behavior about Afghanistan when you saw him already losing in the election. It's not that he even started with the full deck. <laughs> and he did. So, and so, but even with the fact that he hadn't had an original idea for 40 years, during the election, don't tell me this was not foreseeable because it was obvious he was no longer on planet Earth. He right. didn't know which way was up during the election, and the media completely gave the barrel the troll he saw. Yep, I I, uh, I, I, I agree. I got to run, Esteban. Thanks for the for the metaphor there. Thanks for the image. Um, well, yeah, I mean, everybody can see this coming. We we saw this. I'm a radio guy. I saw this coming. You know, but again, I I I I don't know if there's some over. Some big evil dark plot behind it all. I, I really think they feel they couldn't let anything Trump survive, including uh, a successful withdrawal plan devised by Trump and and his folks uh, in his administration. They couldn't let it survive. Couldn't let the border po- policy survive. Couldn't let the draw drawdown plan survive. Well, even while he was in office, Nancy Pelosi, we can't do anything until he's out of office. Precisely. And what they had planned to do was to get rid of everything that he had done. And so now you have this just mind-boggling situation in Afghanistan. It's just... Oh, speaking of mind-boggling, Clayton Perry, city councilman, uh, is apparently a racist. Uh, He was uh, essentially called a racist yesterday in chamber, in the chambers. And and, and so we'll tell you why Clayton Perry is city... Your city councilman is 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 a racist even though he's probably one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life. And Chris, quite a, and Don, quite a snappy dresser, too, might I add. I mean, Clayton knows how to dress, man. He's a fashion plate. He knows how to wear a hat. I think I knew the dude for like eight years before I'd ever seen him without a hat. Because <laughs> he's a sharp-dressed man. You're a sharp-dressed dude, Clayton, and you ain't no damn racist, but we'll talk about that. Oh, I still got to get back to making fun of Kiss. Kiss is doing their end-of-the-road tour. About time, and uh, sorry, and uh, uh, they, David Lee Roth was their big, was their opener, and they've dumped David Lee Roth because I, this may sound this may be shocking to you, but apparently David Lee Roth is insane. <laughs> he is, man. I interviewed him many years ago, and. He was nuts 20 years ago. Two one two one zero five nine nine fifty five eighty five. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Uh, News Talk 550 KTSA. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Clayton Perry and the city council and why he's a racist. You know, he just doesn't like those migrant people because they're people of color, you know. I don't know why I'm talking like this. But it's a it's a big freaking breaking story right now that apparently Mike Richards is not going to host Jeopardy because they caught he was caught talking smack about chicks and people on unemployment on a podcast. Who cares? I just I, I I who that's big. I've seen like four or five different freaking stories on my on my news feed about this. Well, his gig is in Jeopardy, and it's not. <laughs> Good one. What is unemployment? Um, who, who who gives a crap, man? Look at that MSNBC, man. Mike Richards steps down as Jeopardy host amid scrutiny. Oh, holy crap. That was a dodge that bullet. I thought the guy was going to be the host. Oh, my God. Now LeVar Burton can go back to being the host. I didn't even think he hosted a single episode. Who cares? Why? Did, who cares, man? Mike Richards. Mike Richards? Is that what I said? Oh, no. I thought we were playing, you know. That was the question. Who cares? Ah, see who you are. See how you are. See how you are. The answer is see how you are. 
nobody gives a crap about Jeopardy anymore after Alex Trebek died. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I sorry, but game shows are kind of like, you know, when I was really into Kiss when I was in middle school. You know, it was, it was, when I was in middle school, I enjoyed Jeopardy. But, you know, I don't give a crap about Jeopardy. It's, it's international breaking, stinking news, man. The Taliban is swapping it's, uh, Afghanistan, and yet it's a major story that this dork isn't going to be the host of Jeopardy. It's still a popular game show. I guess it's very popular. You know, I don't watch it, but... Part of their evening routine is to watch Jeopardy. I used to have this thing where the town I lived in had Jeopardy on two different channels. <laughs> so here's what I would do. I would, well, it was one, one channel was like on, uh, it was a B, it was sent in through cable from out of right. town. So that was the, uh, that was the channel that would air it at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. So I'd be on the air and I would tune it in and I would write down the answers to the questions. Then when I got off the air, <laughs> see how you are. I would go, I would go visit my girlfriend <laughs> and impress her and, with and your... we're sitting there watching Jeopardy. And I'm like, Oh yeah. The name of that opera is Carmen. <laughs> Dad, Don, you're so smart. How do you, how do you know so you're much? You're so about, smart about everything. You've gotten every question right. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I, I, cause like, MSNBC, it's wall to wall coverage on this guy. The last time Jeopardy was interesting is when Will Ferrell did all the, the spoofs. <laughs> with the guy playing Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Alex. Let's ask your mother. You know, I mean. <laughs> then it was funny, you know. But I, I don't know. MSNBC is rolling with it, man. Well, I think it's probably just goes hand in hand with a lot of the stories we cover about celebrities being canceled and, right. you know, it kind of falls in line with the rest of that. So here's just another story but, we can put into that category. But this guy is a guy that nobody even cares about. He's category even... is canceled celebrities. Canceled celebrities. All right. Who is Mike Richards? I'd rather, I got, I got Kimberly and Esteban over here. I'd rather look at them than, than Mike Richards over here. Kimberly and Esteban, they're both just such beautiful people. There they are on that TV, right. on the widescreen TV. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, 210-599-5555. <laughs> a little distracted there, Tom. A little distracted. Um, I can't say I blame you. <laughs> don't go changing, Kimberly and Esteban. Don't go changing. Um, how else are I going to talk about? Oh, um, Clayton Perry, yeah, city council yesterday. Thank God that my man Trey. Trey sleeps about 19 minutes a day, and the rest of the time he's prepping his show. He's prepping. And so he actually suffers through watching city council meetings, <laughs> which doesn't really work for me. It, it hits me harder than the melatonin. I just. Right. So he was watching city council yesterday, and there was a big dust up because uh, they're talking about Catholic charities and, and money that's being paid to them, I guess, to move migrants, uh, illegal immigrants, uh, into this city. You know, and, uh, you know, we're, nobody's checking them for COVID. And that's something I've been saying for a long time that as far as Nuremberg and, and the judge there, I, I, don't, I don't really care about what they say about COVID because they don't address illegals coming into the city with COVID at all. And so Clayton merely, District 10, Clayton merely suggested or asked, why aren't they being tested? It's from the Express Puke. We don't know if they've been tested. We don't know if they're positive, and it just seems like there's no concern at all about that, which is a freaking reasonable question to ask, man. Because I've been asking for a while now, well, how many, do we even know how many illegals are, are in the hospital now that are COVID positive? I mean, the, the, the illegals coming into this into the city could be a super spreader event. Could be one of the reasons why we're seeing our numbers getting all jacked up on COVID. I mean, again, that's a reasonable question to ask. Oh boy, oh man, Clayton. Though he said that, and then oh, they just jumped on him. City puke manager Eric Puke Walsh. They have as many rights as anybody else in this country. Um, no, they don't actually legally, but uh, whatever. We can't test everybody that shows up at the at the airport right now. Councilwoman Anna Sandoval, she <laughs> sorry, <laughs> she took tremendous issue and offense. 
I believe that calling this item out for discussion is calling it out because the people who are receiving these services are people of color. And because they have a different national origin than some of the people sitting on this Diaz. Diaz, Diaz. Oh, God. Uh, let's see here. Uh, who else? Uh, Jalen McKee Rodriguez. There's room in the Socialist Caucus for you, Councilman Perry. What? <laughs> I guess they're being honest about who they are now, right? <laughs> on a more serious note, I did want to say that, on the record, no human being is illegal. Oh, stop. No human being is an alien. And so that's rhetoric that I'm very disgusted by. And quite frankly, I view it as a slur. You're a slur. <laughs> well, I think there were copious amounts of racial motivation, but none of it was coming from Clayton Perry. No, who, who are the racists in the rooms, man? This puke, Anna Sandoval, they're the ones bringing this crap up. What? It has nothing to do with it, man. No human being is illegal. Yeah, but you know what? Your status can be if you're here and you're here illegally. No human being is an alien. Okay, alien is is not in and of itself a racial term concerned with skin color in any way, shape, or form. Okay, if if I go to France, I would be an alien in that country. It is to racists. It is to racists, right? Right. No human being is illegal. No human being is an alien. Yeah, unless you're an illegal alien, then you sort of are. You know. <laughs> God, and not to really offer any opinion on this, but the, the councilman has has to learn this valuable lesson that when you say something like that, there is going to be a group of people who will reply. Well, technically speaking, <laughs> if you look at it from, from a law perspective, right? Technically, Council Puke McKee Rodriguez, if you're here illegally and you're an alien, you are in fact. An illegal alien. Duh. That guy on the radio is so racist. Uh, let's see who else went off on uh, went off on Clayton Perry. Oh, oh God! Councilman Manny Palais stood up for, well, he was there on Zoom or something, but he stood up for Clayton Perry, said, uh, suggesting Perry was bigoted, are fighting words, and could meet me in the parking lot. Well, we're doing great at the city council, aren't we? <laughs> There's going to be a rumble. You know what? You liberal pukes in the city council, you would lose. <laughs> Get your asses kicked. <laughs> well, when you, when you guys had the councilman on earlier today, I think you summed it up perfectly, but, you know, people toss that term around so loosely now. Racist, racist, racist. Yeah. You know, you're a Nazi. You're a racist. You're this, that, and the other thing, and it kind of loses its appeal. You know, it, it's just almost a smidge. it's almost uh, up on par with you're ugly and your mother dresses you. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, I mean, it's all perspective at this point. Right. So, I gotta take a break. Where are you going? I have to go. I, I have to go hate black people and, and Hispanic people for a little while because I'm, ra- I'm I'm a racist. I, mean, I was just thinking maybe nobody told him illegal bad. <laughs> illegal. Why didn't Ron say illegal bad? Clayton bad. Clayton racist. Me Tarzan. Look at my abs. All right. Hey, this is David Van Camp. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And Sean, News Talk 550 KTSA. We're talking about city council yesterday. Several moronic city council members called Clayton Perry a racist for asking, why aren't we testing migrants coming into the city for COVID? Clayton Perry is not a racist. And they are morons. Sandoval, this other dude, who's so forgettable, I can't think of his name. And and, and we, it came out on Ware and Rhyme when we talked to Clayton. Like, Nuremberg, why did he shut that stuff down, man? He's running the show, right? He's running the city council meeting, right? City council members start calling each other racist, and he well, he didn't say he didn't say anything. The only thing he said is that, and they eventually approved this money uh, going to Catholic charities. 
He says, our job, the only thing Nuremberg said is, our job is not to ask for your papers, it's to ask how we can help. Oh, stop it. Our job is not to ask for your papers. That's not what Clayton Perry was talking about. If you cared about the migrants and you want to help, wouldn't you want to know if they have COVID? Wouldn't you want them to get some medical attention if they have COVID? Yes. It seems to me if you actually cared about the migrants, I'm sorry, the illegal aliens. I'm a racist again. What a bunch of children, man. It's just a bunch of freaking children in the city, in city hall right now, man. This is what happens when you don't show up to vote, man. You get this, this rabble of Twinkies running everything, man. Actually, a box of Twinkies would probably do a better job. He's only saying that. You know why Sean's saying that? Because the frosting inside a Twinkie is white. Like Sean, he's white. He's a racist. He calls illegal aliens illegal aliens because he's, he's, it's his white privilege. Now, I, I don't hate people of color. I hate morons. I, I, I can't stand moronic behavior at the city council yesterday. And I'll call you out by name. Let me go back up here. Councilman Jalen McKee Rodriguez, you're a moron. <laughs> and possibly a racist. Anna Sandoval, moron. Possibly a racist. Because if you're making this a racial issue, sorry, sweetheart, you're the racist in the room. And I use that word for both of you. Sweetheart. So, you know, I'm just... Please get out and vote next time city elections roll around, Please. Can we shuffle these clowns off, man? I feel bad for Clayton. He's got to sit. Yeah, when did Nuremberg say anything about all those people on his lawn last year? Didn't say anything about that, did he? You know, uh, uh, showing up around Clayton Perry's house in this GD city. Well, asking for papers is bad. Migrants good. COVID bad. Going to the gym now. Whatever, dude. Whatever. It just we, we look like a little old Peyton place. You understand that reference? <laughs> this is like this is like city council crap you see in a in a, in a town of like you know four hundred, uh, you know, in slower lower Delaware, man. Sorry, I, I no mean to insult anybody from Delaware, but my God, man, grow up, would you please? All right, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. There is no good explanation for any Democrat to be on the House floor in Texas. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And you Democrats really suck, don't you? You just suck. News Talk 550, KTSA, how does that make you feel? 210 210-599-5555. Five minutes, six minutes after 10 on a Friday, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Whatever you want to talk about is cool. We're just looking busy till this is all over. We can go home and, you know, sleep in the morning. Well, not you, Chris. You you still have stuff to do. I'm just looking busy today. It's Friday. Um, what should we talk about now, man? Uh, you know, the end of the world, uh, <laughs> collapse of Afghanistan. The fact that our feeble-ass president is, who knows if he's even coming back. I don't know. Let me ask you that. Do you think it's over for President Biden? Um, he's going to speak, and I use that term loosely, uh, I believe at noon is what we're hearing now, and uh, about Afghanistan and the horror show that's going on there. Now, I, I don't know what he's going to say. I, I'm fairly certain that he doesn't know what he's going to say. And then, uh, as Fox News is reporting it, he goes on an indefinite lid. Okay, he's just, he's going to disappear for a while. He's going to fly back to Wilmington and get some me time, you know, get some downtime going. And uh, as I laid out for you uh, last hour, you know, we're hearing all kinds of weird crap. Like back in July, there was an internal memo, I believe, in the State Department from over two dozen folks State Department folks who were on the ground in Afghanistan saying, and this was this was back in July, 
saying this is a bad. This, they're going to sw- they're going to swamp the country. They're going to swamp the country. And uh, uh, so again, as I said last hour, every time you hear uh, anybody uh, officially say, you know, we didn't know it was going to be this bad. We heard that from the Pentagon. We've heard that from the State Department. We've heard that from the president. That we just didn't know it was going to be that bad. They're they're full of crap. They're lying. Of course they knew. Of course they knew. And uh, you know, hearing other disturbing stuff. I mean, apart from some of the really violent violence that's taking place on the ground in Kabul and in Afghanistan in general. I mean, it's bad. You heard? I'm going to list all that stuff, that ugly stuff off again. You heard it in the first hour. But now we're hearing that Joe. And this is this is why I'm asking you if you think he's done. He didn't talk to any world leaders for the first few days of this thing. Um, we now know that Boris Johnson, for 36 hours straight, was calling the President of the United States, the Prime Minister of Great Britain, of the United Kingdom, was calling another world leader, plus possibly our closest ally, was calling the President of the United States of America during a crisis, and he couldn't get through for 36 hours. Uh, you know, uh, he, he's again going back to Wilmington after he speaks today. Uh, Trey brought this up on Where and Rima. Uh, Kamala Harris, who's, you know, largely been isolated from this, this crisis in Afghanistan, is possibly, she's scheduled to go to Singapore and Vietnam. I, I thought it was today or tomorrow. And if she doesn't go, that'll be interesting because is, I mean, seriously, is Joe coming back? Has he survived? I mean, this is bad, don't you think? This is real bad. Uh, 210-599-5555. Then again, you know, the, the guy uh, who is supposed to be the host of Jeopardy is is not going to take the job, and that's breaking news on MSNBC, and it's being very heavily covered. <laughs> who is Michael Richards? <laughs> who is Michael Richards? Who cares? 210-599-5555. Here's Ken. Ken, how you doing? Hey, good, sir. Hey, I just uh, I don't know which way this is going to go with Biden and the presidency, but uh, had an interesting take on the whole Afghan situation that my wife and I were talking about. You know, the Democrats have not been able to get open borders pushed through in any other way. And I hate going into conspiracy theories, but when you look at the Afghan situation, there's going to be a tremendous push for allowing as many refugees to come across into the United States as possible you know, tugging on the heartstrings of the Americans. And in 22, uh, the Democrats are going to have a perfect opportunity if the country decides that they're not going to support that to say, you know, the the Republicans are uncaring, unfeeling people who just want people to die. Oh, I'm sure that'll be the narrative. That'll be the the line. You just don't care about these, these poor refugees. Like, 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 like they care about them now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're getting slaughtered, man. Yep. Uh, excellent point, man. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Hey, Sean. Uh, just as the people of Philadelphia, y'all were doing a story earlier today about how much crime has risen right. in Philadelphia. Just as those people voted for Democrat representation, so do did a lot of the people who have been abandoned in Afghanistan, both military and civilian. A lot of those people who have now been abandoned by the Democrats, they voted Democrat representation. Also, a lot of their family members have voted for Democrat representation. Now those family members and those people have been abandoned by the Democrat Party and Democrat representation, but yet they will continue to to go to the polls and vote for Democrats. I'm urging Democrats, please, please think about your vote. Think about every time you put Democrats in office and and to represent you, you have crisis, you have chaos, criminality. I mean, it's just it's off the charts and it gets worse and worse every every time they elect them because they're never held to account for for their decisions. Well, I and I agree, Steve, and I appreciate the call. I, I think a lot of Democrats, though, might be waking up to this stuff. At least I hope so. We we talked to a few earlier in the week, and we we could do this again right now. You know, I mean, if you're a Democrat, how are you feeling? 
Seriously, if you're a Democrat, how are you feeling about your support for Joe Biden? You know, you're still there? You're still with him? Or is is this even turning your stomach? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let me know what you're thinking. Um, also, uh, you know, and I, I, I mentioned this earlier. I, I like to, I want to make you smile a little bit, uh, you know, on the show today because the news is just so freaking awful, man. And, and the phone lines are still open. Do you think Joe Biden survives the Afghanistan crisis? Is, is he done? Or, you know, is that kind of a silly question because they pretty much always circle the wagons? Around somebody like Joe Biden. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. If you're a Democrat, or are you still with this guy? 210-599-5555. But in, in, in other news, uh, the rock band Kiss, or as Paul Stanley pronounces it, Kith. Um, well, look, dude's got an effeminate voice. Come on, you know, you've heard him talk before. I'm Paul Stanley of the rock group Kith. Don Morgan is going to go see him. His son just saw them in Austin, I believe. And they had David Lee Roth as their opening act. And they have decided to drop David Lee Roth because, according to Gene Simmons, he's just not the David Lee Roth he used to be. Right. And, with, you know, and being, you know, Gene Simmons, he didn't come right out and say, like, well, he's crazy and he sucks and he looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He said, I prefer to remember. And he, and he gave him props. He said, in his heyday, which he was. You know, I was never a huge Van Halen fan, but when it, when they were big, you know, when I was in high school, when we were in high school, you know, I mean, David Lee Roth was the, the, the crazy-ass front man. He was great. He was the man. He had a great singing voice. He's the only yeah. guy that could pull off assless pants, you know, <laughs> and prance around doing that crap. All those cool martial arts moves. Yeah. And so Gene Simmons gave him props for in his heyday, but he says, I prefer to re- remember Elvis... You know, in his heyday with a sneer in Nashville, rather than bloated and fat on his bathroom floor. So I guess the, the implication is that David Lee Rogers ain't, you know, he's saying got it, got it no more. The best days are behind him. And right. according to you, Paul Stanley broke the news to David. Gene wanted me to tell you that we're, we're not going to have you play anymore, David. Uh, you have to ask Gene, you know, because he always goes, <laughs> I want you to go to David Lee Roth. Paul and tell him he's off the tour. Gene said you're off the tour, David. We're going to go with some metal band. To which David Lee Roth responded with, <laughs> Ow, my nose. Ow, <laughs> my nose. I used to have a septum. <laughs> Jump. The probability of you finding someone who has the copious amount of talent that I ever liked. Finding a piece of string cheese on the moon. That Gene said you were going to say. Gene said you would say that, David. But it doesn't matter. You're off the tour. Here's a copy of my blue, th- my full record I just did. Do you like the spinners? <laughs> I did a spinner song. <laughs> you are such an ass. <laughs> Paul, did you fire David Lee? <laughs> yes, Gene, I did. But I gave him my record anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Stanley or Paul Lind? We haven't. But haven't you ever heard Paul Stanley talk? Yeah. He's got a voice like that. He's like this manly dude on stage. He's got probably one of the most badass rock and roll singing voices. Mm-hmm. He's up there. I mean, I've always admired right. his voice. But he starts talking. I just did a new Thole album, you know, because I saw him on uh, his own <laughs> video on Facebook. Please buy my record. I'm Paul Stanley of the rock group Keth. Sorry. Two one zero five nine nine twenty five. And I want to party with you. <laughs> well, I'm just saying the first time I heard of it, it's you know, I was I was a member of the KISS Army. I, I lo- when I was thirteen, I loved KISS, man. Right. I thought they were badass. I had all the solo albums, I had the posters, I was Gene Simmons for Halloween, wore my mom's go go boots, you know, it came up to my knees. <laughs> and then, then the first time you hear Paul Stanley, I think the first time I heard him speak was like in that stupid TV movie of the week they did, Kiss Meets the Phantom. Oh, God, what are we going to do? Anthony Thurb is coming after us. Dean, we have to do something about this guy. He's at the amusement park. 
It's Anthony Thurb. He's on the Hulk. <laughs> I think we should go with Anthony Zurb to play the villain, the Phantom in the movie, Gene. Or Paul, what do you think? I like him in the Hulk. He plays that reporter guy. Oh, God. 210-599-50. I am an, an ass, aren't I? Then Ace, I'm so Ace mean. Would, Ace would speak, and nobody understood a word he said. But, man, that guy could play guitar. Yeah. And he should have kept the makeup on. You know, Ace really should have had that makeup just tattooed on his face. But he can play, man. He can play All guitar. Right. All right. I guess we're on the radio. 210-599-5555. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, you guys are here, aren't you listening? Right, yeah. Okay, cool. What effeminate rock star are you going to mimic Monday? I can't wait. Be working on his Rod Stewart impersonation over the weekend. Rod Stewart? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wake up, Maggie. All right, it's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, back to Joe Biden. Uh, let's go to uh, Andre. Andre, how you feeling? Hey, good, Sean. How you doing? Pretty Keith. Good. Pretty, Keith. <laughs> Keith Rocks. Oh, I'm Keith. Hey, uh, so I was just wondering, if this guy gets booted out of office, you know how they do get offices and salaries after that? Does he still get that? I don't, I don't know. But his salary? I don't know. Yeah, because they get, like, money after their president. Well, if he, if he was out of office, he'd get Social Security. Well, he'd get Secret Service coverage for the rest of his life. He, I, I guess he still gets paid. I don't know. That I don't know how that works. I, I, whatever, whatever he would get paid as an ex-president, okay, pales in comparison to all the money he's he's gotten in backdoor deals with uh, Ukraine and, and China and through his kid and all that other stuff, so. Uh, <laughs> it would, all right, man, Kiss loves you. Uh, it'd be like, you know, pocket change. Public servant. The only thing he's really been successful at in his, in his whole freaking political career is getting rich. He's been very good at that and enriching family members. Here's Ken. Ken, how you doing? <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm doing great. I'm just <laughs> laughing at the chemistry that you bring to this station, man, is Oh man, that Paul Stanley you did a minute ago, man, that, that, bro, that dude, bro, that broke me off. I've been doing that invitation for thirty years. <laughs> and, and, then, and, and the and the the guys that you have on the show, what I forgot the name. Don Chris Morgan and Chris Glasgow. Don Morgan, right over there. Chris Glasgow, right over there. They're, they're perfect for you guys, man. I mean, you guys. Well, we've been doing it a long time together, so it's cool. Yep. Sets me off, man. I love you guys. Man. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> that's, that's all I called about. Oh, okay. That's great. I appreciate I, yeah, the I was, love, man. Thank I you, was, sir. I was laughing so hard. I was like, man, I listen to this guy every day, man. But when you did the Paul Stanley, I just started cracking. Dude, I started cracking up, man. I'm glad I put a smile on your face, man. Thank you so oh, much for the no call. Doubt. No doubt. Peace. <laughs> Peace. Have a great, have a great weekend. It is National Radio Day, too. It's National Bacon Day. It's National Lemonade Day. And it's National Radio Day. So, like, all my radio peeps are all posting, you know, pictures of themselves and have to sit behind a microphone. I did it. <laughs> radio been very good to me. I, I've been doing it since 1989, I guess. Both Don Morgan and Trey Ware started, like, in utero. You both were, like, you know... Don was like four when he started in radio. Trey hadn't even been born yet when he got his first gig. <laughs> yeah, he did. He, was he just they, they held the microphone up to his mom, you know, to her belly, and he just did the show through the uterine, we, uterine wall. We tell us earlier he was born on a Thursday and he was here on Saturday. That's what he said. Yeah, he says, yeah right. Right. Ricky Ware brought him in, put him up to the microphone. And and I got into it basically because you know my dad suggested. I'd always been a radio fan, mm-hmm. talk radio especially. Right. And my my father felt that, and, and this still shocks me to this day, that I probably wouldn't have been, been able to make a living as a poet. <laughs> Although he admired my poetry very very much. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe you might want the back something to plan, supplement that. A plan B would be a good I mean, thing. You haven't given it up. No. My poetry's gotten better. I love my poetry. 
But you've needed a backup. But I. But I. <laughs> here's the. Here's my, my. This conversation we have. This conversation like once a year, and I ask you this question, and it always cracks me up. How over the course of your your time publishing your poetry books, mm-hmm. how much money have you made? <laughs> Made yeah. <laughs> or paid? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I probably a few hundred bucks. <laughs> well, you could just you could say the poetry is your career and radio is your income. Well, right. What I used to say when I first got into radio, and this was a thing I was known for saying, because I've always written. I used to publish my books on the station Xerox machine in my first gig, <laughs> before, way before computers. And I would always say, and I'm not going to say the actual word, but. You know the W word for prostitute? You know, I would say radio is the W that feeds the belly of my poetry. Well, there you go. So I was really a, a poetry snob when I first got into radio. Like, hey, I'm in radio. Ooh, I write poetry, you know. And then I, then I, I but I, that, that's not saying I didn't always have a genuine love for radio because I, it's, you know, it beats heavy lifting and. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I, you know, I, I have, I have actually had other jobs. You know, that were not fun. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much every other job you've had. Well, I was out of radio for like three years in the very front end of my career and, you know, spent some time in convenience stores and doing uh, telemarketing in Delaware. Jobs in Delaware. In, jobs that included work. Wor- that included work. And I was like, you know, that sitting on my ass and talking thing really wasn't all that bad. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've thought about it for a while. I got back into it and it's been that ever since for the most part. And uh, it is a fun job. I mean, I, I was—I've been very lucky to to be able to do this for a living. Very lucky and blessed. You know, I, I'd be lying if I said that it was like a, 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 my first passion in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it was like you and, and Trey, or you know, and Chris, you're, you know, loves radio. And I, and I don't get me wrong, I don't. It's not that I don't love radio, but I always had the writing thing too. Right. And this worked for me because I think it it allowed me to have sort of a, an irreverence on the air. You know. Because I, I always took my pinky out by poetry, you know, is my art. I'm an artist. And I go on the radio and I just have fun. <laughs> and I've been having fun for 30 years. And the having fun part has always worked for me. So, you know, a happy National Radio Day. Again, as my first program director told me when I asked him, what do you think about radio? He says, beats working for a living. <laughs> and I have followed that philosophy for the rest of my career. <laughs> Is that was, was that your first interview? Well, you, the first guy to hire me, Tom Wheeler, uh, WCEI in Easton, Maryland. Yeah, was a local station. I know you got it. You got you got in pretty young too, didn't you? I was sixteen. Sixteen years of age. Yeah. I was working as a. I would get out of school and work as a janitor at this office building. Right. I had a radio station. Oh wow! And I walked in one day, and the station manager was on the phone with the guy who had just quit, and was screaming at him. Saying the most, I, I'd never heard a man curse like that in my life. Ah, <laughs> good old school radio. The man. guy, the guy's name was Dion, uh-huh. not, not the guy. The guy who quit, his name was Dion. Right. And the station manager just screaming at this guy, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what he's so fired up about, but I, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. You know? And I've always loved. I've, this is what I've always wanted to do since right. I was a child. So I, I well, there's no time like the present. So I expressed an interest. In it. He's like. Can you read? <laughs> and I said, somewhat. He goes, do you steal? I'm like, no. He goes, come back tomorrow. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that, was, that was the start. <laughs> and before I knew it, I was working for him. <sighs> and then like three or four other stations in town because it was in the summer and all the guys wanted to take vacation. Right. So I would feel for like the better part of six weeks, I was, you know, doing my full-time gig wow. and then jumping around in all these other places and. At the end of the summer, I'm like, you know, this is a lot of work. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired, man. Yeah. Well, before the hour's over, we got to hear Chris's story of how he got into radio. and Oh, it's great. And uh, what brought him into this industry. Two and, oh, we are on the radio. 210-599-5555. <laughs> we'll take a little break. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. This is my strange little show. On News Talk 550 KTSA. Yeah, so. Really, District 10 Councilman uh, Clayton Perry is one of our favorite people here at KTSA. He's just a good guy. 
He's a really good guy, and he's he's reasonable and logical. And he catches a lot of hell on city council because he is the lone voice of reason. And uh, so yesterday, apparently, he's asking. He just brings up a question. They're they're considering a, I guess, some kind of contract with Catholic charities about moving migrants uh, into the city. And uh, and Clayton Perry asked a very reasonable question. Well, are, are, should should we should the federal government be testing? Folks coming over the border for, for COVID, and oh, my God. Anna Sandoval and, and this, this new guy, this Jalen McKee Rodriguez. Because Perry Clayton asked that, he's a racist. He's a racist. Anna Sandoval took tremendous issue and offense to his line of questioning. I believe that calling this item out for discussion is calling it out because the people who are receiving these services are people of color and because they have a different national origin than some of the other people sitting on this dais. dais. And then Jalen McKee Rodriguez. I did want to say that on the record, no human being is illegal. No human being is an alien. And so that's rhetoric that I'm very disgusted by. Chris, he's disgusted by that rhetoric. Do you know what rhetoric means? And quite frankly, I view it as a slur. It's a racial slur. Technically, it can't because technically rhetoric is plural and slur is singular. I'm just pointing that out there. Jalen. Okay, and I and if you want to call me up at one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, you don't also need to say I'm very disgusted. Just being disgusted kind of connotes that you're very something. Just saying. And also, I, I know this upsets people, but I'm going to put it out there one more time. I, I don't care if you're here illegally. You, you you're you, you may not. You're here illegally, and if you're an alien, you're an alien. So. If I went to France, I'd be an alien to France, okay? The word itself connotes, there's that word again, Jalen, connotes nothing about skin pigment or ethnicity. Okay, it has to be, it, 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 it's about not being of a place. That's all. So if you're an alien who is not of this place, and you are here illegally, you are in fact an illegal alien. <laughs> I know I'm a racist. Let me straighten my hood here. Don Morgan, I gotta go to the Dollar Tree and get some starch for my hood. Cause I'm such a stinking racist. God, I just, man, I'm such a stinking racist. Me and Clayton, man. Clayton Grand Dragon Perry. You know, I mean, we're just, man, we're, we just hate people. You know, cause we, we, oh my God, we want migrants to get tested for COVID. Oh, I'm such a stinking racist. It's just because they're people of color and I'm a white, I'm a privileged white guy. That's all it is. Illegal alien. <laughs> I don't say that because it just pisses some people off so badly. But you know, illegal. They're illegal aliens. But that's one of those terms where, at some point, it was it was acceptable uh, because it, it it is what it is. Right? right. Over time, it has become you know it has become one of those things where it's almost like a stereotype. Um, and so, therefore, you're not allowed to refer to them right. anymore. So they've come up with new terms. And, and here's the thing where I'm going with this is eventually these new terms you're coming up with will fall in line with the term illegal alien. And you'll run right. out of things. You'll run out of you know words to use to describe people who are here. Well, and, and they, re, they also recycle words that used to be considered offensive. Mm -hmm. Right. When you and I were growing up, you didn't call anybody people of color. No. You didn't refer to people as colored. You know, you never did that. It was considered horrible. Right. Or now it's gender queer. You never use the Q word in regards to a homosexual when I was growing up. That was a sl that was a slur, Jaden. There was a comedian I saw years ago um, who made reference to that. People calling him colored, and he says, "Well, no, I'm black." He goes, "You know," and he points at a white guy. He goes, "Look at you. When you're hot, you're red. When you're dead, you're blue." I'm the one who's multicolored. I, I, I do right. the same all the time. I get a rash. <laughs> I get a rash, and I got some colors yeah. going, man. Right. Well, it also says a lot about you if you consider the truth a slur. Right. <laughs> exactly. 
Let me just say it one more time. If you're here illegally, you are an illegal alien. How does that make you feel? All right, 210. A great song by Genesis. Also a great song by Genesis. It's no fun being an illegal alien. Um, 210. Could you imagine if if that video comes to light anytime soon? (laughs) Phil, 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 sell your animal stuff, man. (laughs) You're going to need the money. All right, 210 We'll take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Hey, Sean, talking about the idiots on city council. And Clayton Perry. And Clayton Perry, who's cool. Councilman Jalen McKee Rodriguez has suggested destroying, you know, leveling the Alamo because apparently Phil Collins is a racist against illegal aliens. And as a big supporter of the Alamo, the Alamo's got to go. I think we need to tear down the Alamo and start burning Phil Collins' records. The motion is, is given. We'll take a vote. Oh, be quiet, Ron. This is my show now. Anyway. <laughs> as far as Anna Sandoval and, and Jayla McKee Rodriguez, okay, I'm just going to state it as a fact here. I think I speak for a lot of people in this city, okay? Nobody cares what you're offended by. Nobody cares what you're disgusted by. And nobody cares what you view as a slur. Okay? Okay. Um <laughs> I want Phil Collins banned from the city because of his illegal alien song because, you know, British pop stars aren't illegal and British pop stars are still, they're not aliens. I'm I'm sorry, David. How are you? Oh, that's all right. Hey, listen, I just want to give a word for uh, a shout out for uh, Clayton Perry. I've known Clayton since he was a senior at A&M and I was a freshman. And that, that's that's a few years ago. And if it, there's not a racist bone in that man's body, if he if he if he's a racist, Bill Clinton's a virgin. Now that is, <laughs> it's, it's a real doozy. And you know, for whatever Captain Fruit Loops downtown, good luck with that one, brother. Take care, guys. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Yeah, Clayton, I've known Clayton for a few years, too. He's not a racist, man, in any way, shape, or form. My God, are you children? Are you children? (laughs) Hey, uh, you know, in between, uh, uh, you know, discussing various issues at the city uh, council level, do you guys break so you can lie on your mats, you know, and eat some cookies and have some milk? Does Ron hand out coloring books for you? Play-Doh? Good God, man. Uh, where are we? I'm running out of time here. Um, here's Jennifer. Jennifer. How are you, Jennifer? Good. How are you, Sean? Doing great. What are you thinking? Well, I just want to first say that you are hilarious and make my morning uh, <laughs> much better. I'm, I'm glad. To work. <laughs> but uh, just wanted to point out, uh, my father-in-law is on vacation in El Salvador. We have family down there. Mm. On his way back, he has to pay for a COVID test to re-enter the United States. <laughs> and I just think it's um, just just wanted to point that out. It's so <laughs> racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, <laughs> man, you know it's insanity. Hot. <laughs> they are. They're like children, man. Yeah, you're racist. Yeah. I appreciate <laughs> oh, the call, Jeff. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that great? Well, if your old man would just get here illegally, he wouldn't have to you know, get the COVID test. It's like the Canadians. He used to fly over the country, get your Canadian asses dropped in, in Mexico. They can just stroll across the border. Get a bus ride to San Antonio. Nobody going to check you for COVID. Eh? Um, um, Richard, uh, Richard, you're on Newstalk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Okay, two things. Shout out for Clayton Perry. Thank God for common sense yep. and common decency. But also, sir, uh, that city council needs to start thinking about the doctors in the emergency room that treat all of these COVID people. And they work 48 hours a day. 
They're the only people that have discovered how to expand the day two mm. times. And they're almost ready to kill themselves with grief and anguish and stress. And the city council is not thinking about how they're making their disposition with regards to these aliens coming in. The aliens, of course, we all know, need to be turned back and sent back to walk to wherever they came from with their COVID or whatever. But uh, this, right. this, is a, well, uh, this is just a, a mix of political and, and, and scientific issues that, uh, that, that just should never well, be. Those people... I- I, I agree. I, I just I'm running. I agree. I'm running out of time. I, I'm running out of time. The problem is that you injected the word thinking, and uh, that seems to be an issue with that with the mayor and most of the city council right now. That thinking part is what they find difficult. They'd rather emote, <laughs> call Clayton Perry a racist, talk about what they're offended by, which bugging them, you know, and uh, it's it's a crap salad, is what it is. Your tax dollars hard at work. Uh, let's see. Very quickly, Ron, how you doing, man? Hello, Sean. Hey. Uh, first off, good good to hear from you. First off, I mean, God bless you and and, and Clayton. We, you guys are in shortage. <laughs> it's like, thank God, at least we got you. Well, Clayton's a great guy. He's just a great guy. You know, I mean, he's a he's a really great guy with a great heart, and he's just not treated very well. I know, I know, but we know better. We, uh, yeah, I got much time, dude. What are you? What are you thinking? Uh, real quick, uh, form forty four seventy three, federal purchase uh, firearm purchase uh, form, um, called the illegal alien, illegal aliens. Oh, it's so racist. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm thinking if they, I'm thinking if they do check that box, they're going to say we will, we will, um, we'll, we'll help you out with your purchase. There you go. All right. right, right, Ron. I got to go, man. We're just out of time. <sighs> Illegal alien, illegal alien, illegal alien, illegal alien. All right. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. And we love you, Clayton. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you on Monday. Bye.